The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You chose to take a journey down a long and dangerous trail Chose to serve your country and we know you served us well But now you're back and it's our duty to keep you safe and warm Shake your hand and welcome you back home with open arms We're America, your family, the land of liberty We're thankful for your sacrifice, your fight to keep us free We are America, and we truly do believe You're the backbone of our nation, thanks to you we're living free We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue We're America, your country, and America wants you It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray, along with his co-host, Linda Crater. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray with his co-host, Linda Crater. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network. Today is May 13th, 2014. I'm Gary Ray along with my co-host, Linda Crater, President and CEO for VeteranCaregiver.com. Good morning, Linda. How are you? Good morning, Gary. I'm just fine. Thank you for asking. Great, great. We also have with us Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Veterans Administration, Maryland, also past commander for the DAV for the state of Maryland. How are you doing, Bill? Doing great, uh, Gary, and uh, nice to be with everyone this morning. All right. All right. Now, I just want to mention, you know, Chris Morsey, he's one of our board members. We all feel sorry for you, Chris. It's, did you realize over in Colorado it snowed Saturday, Sunday, and Monday? And Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. My son was skiing on Mother's Day. Called Beautiful. me from Breckenridge. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Well, let's get to our guest. I'm sure you heard of the American Heroes Channel. By the way, that sort of rings a bell, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> they have a program called Against the Odds. They introduced bands of brothers who exhibited unparalleled bravery, solidarity, and endurance on a battlefield to come out on top in a fight against impossible odds. Our guest is one of those brothers. Linda, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest? I'm honored to. Thank you, Gary. Um, today we have with us Captain Perfecto Sanchez, U.S. Army. He received the Bronze Star and fought hard in 2000, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but 2006 uh, in Fallujah and Ramadi, some cities that we have been hearing more about recently, and we'll go back to that within our interview. He was born and raised in New York City by his grandmother and his mother. And despite all odds of not having a male mentor in his life until very late in life, he met a man named Jack Damon, who he was his track coach and a man he very much respected, and who also thought the Perfecto could use a little bit of discipline because he had so much potential, but he wasn't really using it. He ended up going and uh, earning a place at West Point and still close to those friends every day. And then came 9-11, and it wasn't really until his third year at West Point where it really hit him that he could potentially be going to war. And his intellectual curiosity led him into infantry, and he wanted to do it with the best of his ability and the fact that his best friend was doing it with him. Ported it out of school, right straight to Fort Benning in June of 2005, and reported, and there he begins his story. Welcome, Perfecto, and we're very much looking forward to hearing your story today. Well, Welcome. Thank you for having me. 
All right. Pleasure. All right. Well, Perfecto, why don't we start and, and uh, with your with your story, so we can know everything about you. No, no. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. An absolute uh, honor to be here talking to uh, fellow veterans and and to America, um, just in general. I think um, the more we celebrate um, our veterans and the heroes that served our country, the better we are as 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 um, as, as a country as, as a whole. Um, Amen. So yes, yes. I mean, I the military was not something that was always in the stars for me, but um, I knew I wanted to make something of my life. And at the end of the day, having the opportunity to serve my country and to participate in my generation's war, I think it's um, it was it was definitely an opportunity I wanted to take advantage of and and to contribute to this great country. And I mean, it's it's very simple. I mean, I I had the best friends in, in the world. I I at West Point, and I think um, you know the more I learned about what it takes to serve and 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 looking up to what I found as great role models in the infantry, it was definitely something I wanted to be part of. And given what was happening in the world at the time with nine eleven, um, going infantry was only the natural. Uh, choice for me, and and I was very competitive to to get that slot, but I put my my all into it. I was excited. I was very passionate to go to Ranger School and, and Airborne School, and and to train um, up with again the best people I've ever met in, in my life. And then the simplest way of putting it, I think there's no greater privilege than to lead um, the finest men that this country have and that this country has into combat. And uh, being a platoon leader in a high-intensity conflict um, in Iraq uh, was definitely something that it's not necessarily something one can prepare for, but mm-hmm. something that I was very um, proud proud to do. All right. What was your first thought when you arrived at Benning? Because I've well, been at Benning. It's a, <laughs> a large place, and I, it has a different culture than West Point. What was your first impression? I mean, um, Benning is definitely intimidating. It's uh, the home of the inf- home of the infantry. It's uh, it's um, mm-hmm. it's a very um, alpha male. It's very um, it's very intense, and at the same time, I mean, it's it's really the heart of our, our I think our um, our army and, and our and our ground forces. Mm-hmm. So I was excited to go to infantry basic course. I'm nervous about ranger school um, and what that would um, what that would entail, but at the same time, just excited. I mean, if you think about it, I went to four years of West Point, just waited mm-hmm. for that moment to put on, um, you know, like that uniform to to be in the army. And to be quite honest with you, I could not wait to go to Iraq, and it was one of those sort of naive perceptions of like, oh my God, the war might be over before I get there. I, I don't, I don't want to miss it. And, and, and that's just a young 22 year old, not knowing what I didn't know. And I mm-hmm. took to my studies very passionately and, and I learned a lot. And I think that was probably, probably my biggest strength. I acknowledge I didn't know what I didn't know. I asked the right questions. Yeah. All right. Well, what did Jack uh, Jack think about you? As far as I, uh, you said, he needed you needed more discipline. <laughs> and were you a troublemaker like me? <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I was. I mean, I definitely was. I was born and raised in New York City, and um, sort of a punk kid. Um, probably a little too smart for my own for my own good. Um, sort of breezed through school. Um, naturally, I was decently athletic um, to where. I did okay a track, and and he said I was wasting my life away and and hang out with the wrong people, and what really um, what really enlightened me was him saying that I had the opportunity to see really what I was made of. If I really thought that I was this cocky young uh, fifteen, sixteen year old that to put my money where my mouth is and look at this place called West Point, where the best and brightest of our country goes to serve our country and. And that would really be the true challenge for me. And I quickly did my research, and it was as simple as saying, hey, those obstacle courses look kind of cool. I think <laughs> I'd like to go and try that. But then the world quickly changed my first year, too. It was a lot more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Was it track that you were good at? Uh, yes, I played track. Um, I, I ran track and played basketball. Um, 
But I went to a public school in, in, in Queens. It was nothing really that special. Um, I loved track, and I, and I was the captain of the track team. So I think leadership um, sort of came natural to me. I understood what it takes to, um, to relate to both my peers, to sort of mentor people younger than me, given that I never had a mentor, and it was something that I, that I really um, valued. And then just respecting my elders, which is something my grandmother always taught me. And I really looked up to uh, Coach Damon, and, um, and, and it, was, it was simple. I, I, I loved being a leader, and I loved relating to people. I think that um, was a natural transition for me to, to, be in the, uh, to be successful in the Army. So basically, Jack took raw material, saw your potential, and pointed you in the right direction that your mom and grandmother had raised you for. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes that's all it takes is just recognizing the potential in someone. Mm-hmm. All right. And and to be quite honest, honest with you, it, it's it's really that simple. I think as well um, when it comes to being a leader in the army. I mean, you have people uh, people from all walks of life who serve um, our military. Um, people from you know, I think it's a good snapshot of our country. But at the same time, mm-hmm. we have people who kids who are orphaned and come into the army. People who come from have graduate schools are way more qualified than I was. People who are older than me that um, that called me sir. But at the end of the day, I think people are the best asset to any organization. And unlocking the potential and unlocking the growth in people just makes any team work better and. It makes just life that much more enjoyable when you can enjoy it with the people around you. And that's mm-hmm. really what I tried to do as, as a platoon leader. And yes, we were in combat, so things were a lot more intense. But at the same time, I mean, I mean it was my soldiers that motivated me to get through all that. You're talking about integrity of a unit, which is so important. What struck you about leading that was different in yeah. combat than at home. The one different thing about being a leader, it's yes, it's I am sort of the face of that unit, but I am not the unit. It's the men that were underneath me and that, that, that I served with that I needed to let it be their unit as much as mine. And yes, I set the tone, but letting the unit grow, letting it fail, letting it succeed together as one and to realize that as individuals we could never be successful but as a team that was the only way we can get through such an intense time mm-hmm. was the most beautiful thing for me because I was I had the privilege of seeing like us grow as a family and, and to learn together and to cry together and there was times where I needed them just more than you know they needed me and and I would not be here if it wasn't for them mentoring me and, 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 and shaping me as a lieutenant. And at the same time, I saw as my number one priority was to enable their greatness. So I think the yeah. integrity of a unit grows as one, and everyone needs to be engaged in part of it for it mm-hmm. to be the best it can possibly be. All right, we're going to take a quick short break. I'm Gary Ray along with Linda and Bill and our guest, Perfecto Sanchez. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes 
Network.com and syndicated on iTunes. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Well, welcome back. We're here with our guest, Perfecto Sanchez. And, uh, Bill, you had a question. Well, yes, Gary. I, I would uh, just like for Perfecto to uh, sort of talk a little bit about his preparation at West Point, Benning, and the other training, training locations that. Uh, he experienced before getting to Iraq and his preparation and how did that help him when he got to Iraq and was really face to face there with the enemy. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great question and um, and I think West Point um, and the military as a whole does a great job of training young service members um, for what they're about to face. But I think the most important lesson for me throughout all of my training is really confidence. And if you look at a math class at West Point or an engineering class, and one can ask themselves, like, why do I need to learn math if I'm going to be in the Army? And the truth is, it's that it's problem solving. It's facing, um, it's going face to face with um, something that um, I may not know the answer to, but learning the confidence that um, I can overcome it, that I can um, learn from my peers and I could ask the right questions. And at the end of the day, I will find a way to get through it. And West Point, I mean, it's very intimidating. It's not your normal university. It's not your normal experience. And it's, I learned how to prioritize um, work to know that I can't do everything at once. I learned how to lead my peers as it's a really... I'm an intense leadership academy, um, and, and learning how to, how to relate to people under stressful environments. And at Fort Benning, it's similar. I mean, we're thrown in such a pressure cooker of ranger training, of marksmanship training, of, 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 you know, of jumping out of airborne training, jumping out of airplanes. And at the end of the day, it's attention to detail. It's listening to the people around you. It's learning from mistakes. And walking out of it, it's, it's more than just a diploma on your wall or a tab on your uniform. It's a sense of confidence and pride in saying, okay, there will be times that I'm going to be scared. There will be times I'm not going to know the answer. But what I can't do is I can't lose focus. I can't falter. And I need to have faith in myself and the people around me that I will be able to get through it. And understanding that and, and, and going in with that mindset of looking at my platoon in the eyes for the very first time and saying, listen, like, I know you guys know more than me, but at the same time, I'm willing to stand here in front of you and lead you in combat because at the end of the day, I won't give up, I won't quit, and I won't let any of you fail. And having that mindset is really the strength, um, was my strength in um, being willing to face what was the unknown of combat. Um, so, what did you actually learn um, on your, from on your tours? Yes, from your experiences. We don't have three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That's um, true. 
No, I think it's 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 another. It's probably an an ex, um, a continuation of of really of, of my preparation. I think um, I learned that. I mean, the world is a very complicated place, and um, being in in Iraq and and facing an enemy that wasn't really wearing a uniform, um, and looking in, into the eyes of the men and the women, the children that honestly just wanted a simpler, better life for themselves. I, I, I learned that just it's it's it pays to be a good person. I mean, um, not everything can be solved with is not everything was black and white. And and I, I think I learned that the more I can relate to people, whether it's my soldiers and understanding what motivates them, and the more I spoke like face to face with the imams and the, and the men and women in, in Iraq and understanding what they wanted out of life, just simplifying the problems, getting straight to the point and, and listening made me, um, gave me the tools to, to solve the problems that, that I needed to do when I was in Iraq. And it's as simple as maybe a family wanting water. They didn't trust the U S government. They didn't exactly, um, want to help, um, Al Qaeda at the time, but they wanted water. And if we can provide them water, then they were more, susceptible to helping um, our cause, or they were less likely to help, let's just call it the local Al-Qaeda. And if I were to listen to one of my soldiers and to realize he was having a tough time with his family, he was more likely to want to work you know, harder after that once he's had the time to take care of his personal things. And I think it carried me through um, the army because I realized that we're all people and we all want the same thing. We all want life. We all want to be happy and trying to relate to people on that level is, 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 is the basic nexus of, of, of being part of a community and being part of a society. You know, Gary, there's two things that I think I heard from uh, Perfecto's response is trust and motivation, trusting uh, the folks that you're working with and also being able to, to motivate them. I can recall as a young captain myself on the ground in Vietnam as a uh, as a uh, an advisor to uh, a a local uh, uh, group of Vietnamese, and about uh, ten uh, U.S. guys that were with me, uh, uh, to to trust those individuals that we had each other's back, that we were there for them, and uh, Perfecto, I'm sure that even though you were in combat, that there were that there were certain days where you were doing human things, as I recall working with the local folks. I mean, I found myself helping to build dispensaries, schools, improving the world networks and what have you during my tour in Vietnam, and I'm sure that your experience was probably parallel and similar to that also. I mean, yes, absolutely. I mean, we have, I mean, a community of and families that were living in the town where, like in Ramadi, what we know as the most dangerous place in all of Iraq this is people's daily lives. They want to go to school. They, they want bread for their families. They want clean water. And while we're there for a year, 15 months, six months, this is their everyday life. And the more I can earn their trust, um, as you said, and the more I can motivate you know, my men to realize that it's a lot more than just going face-to-face with the enemy, relating to people in that human aspect and it was the best way for just to break barriers, to break communication um, barriers and, and to just try and relate to what is a different culture and to really progress what was our mission there, which, which I mean, in a weird way, to win the hearts and minds of the people while facing did, a very determined enemy. Did you see a change during the time that you were there? I did. I absolutely did. I mean, when you look at a child's face, regardless of wherever you are in the world, and you see hope, and they believe in you, that's the change that I saw over the course of my time in Iraq. And if I can influence, you know, my soldiers to be the face of America, and to do good while over there, and to instill hope and trust in the children of Iraq, then that means the next generation is going to be better than this one. And 
there was a change in what we were doing. Um, if you look at the show against the odds, we had a very brand new strategy of not just living in our big bases with, mm-hmm. with big, you know, concrete walls around us. We were going into the towns, living with the people, engaging every single day with not only them, but the enemy as well, and really being the face of what was hope. That's the difference. And it was a bold strategy, and we took a lot of risk in doing it, but it paid off. That's pretty good. That uh, you know, helping build that town, those towns are phenomenal. Um, I spent time in Vietnam and also Korea. Uh, of course, not the Korean War. Don't get me wrong; I'm not that old. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, uh, I think I think no matter what war we're in, uh, it's all the same. Uh, we're helping rebuild. Correct? Yeah. No. I mean, it's we're helping rebuild, but at the same time, I mean, we're the face of our of America, and. It's easy to hate something that you just don't know. I mean, I think fear and hate is, is just a lack of understanding. And there will always be misunderstandings in this world. I mean, we're human. But putting a face to a name and being able to, again, talk to the head sheik of a town or to talk to the religious leader or to talk to a mother or to talk to a child and to say, listen, like, what you don't understand, you don't have to be afraid of, and we're here to help. And at the same time, I mean, us as American soldiers, not understanding our enemy and not understanding what our mission is, is also a really easy way to just hate while we're there. And that wasn't what I wanted my men to feel, because it's one thing to survive um, a time like Ramadi or Fallujah or any any war. It's one thing to survive, and it's hard enough, but it's another thing to have to live your life for the next 30, 40 years, and to be proud of what you did. And what I most wanted to instill in my men was a sense of pride and professionalism, and a sense of purpose, because if they felt what they were doing was right and served a greater good, it allows them to come home and to look back at these years and say, wow, I did something great. And that's something that I think um, a lot of veterans, I think, struggle with. And I think it's made my, my transition back to the civilian world a lot better because I know what I did out there was good. And, that's right. Um, one of the things that always stuck with me because um, I did not come from a military family and it's sort of cliche to say, but I came from a very nonviolent family and a very happy, loving family. And my grandmother, who I was very close with, uh, she passed before I ever went to West Point. So she ever never knew that side of me. And my aunt told me, she's like, you know what? I'm not exactly sure how your grandmother would feel about you serving in the military. But the one thing that I do know that she would be very proud of is knowing that you are the person out there making the right decisions, and that's a good thing. That's right. Because everyone needs, let's just call it love, and mm-hmm. that's why I really wanted to teach my men so that they could be proud of their service. All right. All right. Well, we're going to take another short break. American Heroes Water is the first of several consumer products that will be sold nationally to benefit the military or the Purple Heart. The American Heroes Network and the Military or the Purple Heart Service Foundation have entered into exclusive product support agreement that will benefit many. We all look forward to welcoming American Heroes Water and the American Heroes Network cause apparel into commissaries, veteran service organizations, food service locations, as well as retail outlets throughout the U.S. Look for American Heroes Water powered by the American Heroes Network on your local retailer shelves July 4th, 2014. I'm Gary Ray along with Linda, Bill, and our guest, Perfecto Sanchez. You're listening to our American Heroes Network powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, uh, Perfecto Sanchez. And, Bill, you had another question. Yes, Perfecto. Uh, uh, you know, serving in combat exposes us to all kinds of situations and experiences. Uh, some we were very comfortable about talking about, others uh, we just uh, we prefer to forget and not talk about. But I would be interested in knowing uh, how things have worked with you in terms of your reintegration back to home and community after having your experiences in combat and on the battlefield. Yes, uh, I think that's a great question, and I am. I mean. Every veteran, every single one of us have at some point had to uh, transition to, let's just call it civilian life, um, because it's definitely not normal life. Um, And it's hard because I was faced with the decision of leaving uh, a profession that I absolutely loved. I cannot say enough great things about my time, um, how much I value my experience in the Army, I should say. And in my sort of um, farewell um, ceremony to my unit, uh, the one thing I promised my men was, like, this isn't me quitting. This isn't me leaving them behind. I see it as a responsibility for, of, for me to continue, like, the legacy of adding value to, um, to our country and, and almost as, as, a more, as a harder task that I was about to undertake because I can't just leave them and then just, take a vacation and then take an easy job. I wanted to continue what I set out to do, which was to be a, a good leader. And um, in coming back, it, it's hard. I, I'll be honest. I think uh, the civilian world is a lot harder than the military life because you have to, I mean, pay bills. You have to um, find define your own purpose. You have to go clothes shopping. You have to find a place to live. You have to make new friends um, to find a job. And the first thing I did was to take um, a couple months to just find myself and to find my new passion and to find out what type of person I was, what would make me happy. And I knew that was important because I didn't want to just wander through life aimlessly looking for someone else to tell me what to do as sort of the Army used to. And my reintegration, um, I focused on the simple things of 
getting to know my family again. Um, I'm really close with my mother, so I spent a lot of time um, traveling with her. Um, and finding my friends again, I reconnected with my, my, with my friends back in New York. I live in New York City now. And learning how to just be happy again and learning how to just find the simple, to enjoy the simple pleasures. It's not easy mm. to wake up one day and to honestly like see grass or to just take a casual walk down the street and to not be hypersensitive to everything that's happening around me. And I really told myself, like, this is going to take some time not to put a lot of pressure on being successful overnight or to snap my fingers and to have everything that I ever dreamed of at my fingertips. It was something that I, I told myself is going to take a good three to five years. And I'm at year four right now, and it's still something that I, I very much um, am still growing into. And very often, you, I mean, you asked, are there things I can talk about? Are there things that I want to forget? And my answer is, is no. I don't want to forget. I don't want to ignore what happened. I very much acknowledge that what I went through is very special, very unique, and something that definitely has affected me for who I am, for better and for worse. And I'm proud of it. It's, it's part of, it will forever be part of me. And I don't freely talk about it to my civilian friends or my family now, but I do connect with some of my uh, my old army um, my old army buddies, and I kept a journal every single day that I was um, in Iraq. Um, and for me, that was my own form of expression. It was my own way of making peace um, with myself. And my own way of therapy of just getting things off my chest and, and saying things out loud. And I think this whole experience of being here on, on the show and, and being on against the odds, it's my way of celebrating um, the men that I served with and sharing their story and my own way of, again, just coming to terms with what was a very special time in my life. Have you considered uh, uh, participating in... Uh in any type of volunteer work or outreach and advocacy uh, with uh, maybe other veterans who may, uh, may be having some difficulty uh, in their reintegration. I, you know, reintegration goes from one spectrum to the other across the board. Some of us do it fairly well. Others uh, uh, have failures. And uh, a place there where you can be a help or a beacon to that individual or individuals to get through it. Yes, um, I recently um, I recently just got involved with a group called Project Healing Waters and uh, Team Red, White, and Blue. And um, Project Healing Waters is an amazing, amazing organization. It's a fly fishing group. I mean, it's simple. It's we uh, we take veterans out fly fishing. It's a national organization. Um, we have fly fishing guides that volunteer their time and their service and the resources. And it's, it's, it's uh, privately funded, and um, we take veterans out fly fishing. And I think it's a, it's a way of finding a new trade, um, being, being one with nature, and at the end of the day, just a bunch of veterans getting together and spending time talking about whatever it is that we want to talk about it's a lot of, um, in my experience, I've met a lot of uh, Vietnam veterans, uh, not a lot of people of my generation, and I cannot tell you how just therapeutic and how fun it is to spend time with them. And for me, like, like it's great for me just to spend time with these heroes, and going out fly fishing is just very peaceful. And, yeah, it's good. Well, that's, that, that's great, Perfecto. You know, when we come back, our, our government at all levels have certain responsibilities to care for us. But, you know, I think as much as possible, and, and, and I direct this to you in the corporate world, we're also looking to see how our, the corporate world can sponsor some of these kinds of things to, to help our men and women as they come back and uh, to home and community. Uh, because, uh, you know, we want them to uh, continue to be 
good citizens, they've been well-trained, and there's a lot that they can do in their communities, but for maybe just a helping hand uh, to get them from where they are to be uh, 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 involved again. Yes, I, I am such a big advocate for the value of that our veterans have um, in the corporate world. Um, I can happily say that I think I've had a successful transition into the corporate world. I've been very grateful for the opportunities I've had professionally. Um, I've been doing quite well in my, in my career. I, and my proudest accomplishment, I think, is being one of the first veterans um, at, um, at Kraft Foods uh, when I first um, separated from the military. And, and, and Kraft got behind a really big veteran hiring program and, and we've had like a group from two young veterans to over six veterans working in the New York office. And I think veterans have a great, um, a great resume of leadership, problem solving and, and just interpersonal skills and a, a great dedication to, to accomplishing the mission that corporate America um, has yet to really see with this new generation. And it's going to really pay, it's going to really play out very well. I think. Outstanding. And Gary, be sure and uh, put uh, Perfecto's number, uh, phone number in your speed dial after the program. <laughs> all right. All right. No problem. No problem. But we, we all understand that uh, Perfecto has to go. Uh, his job calls, and you know that comes first. Uh, we want to thank you for being on our show, Perfecto. And um, is, what would you like to share with our listeners before you go? I mean, the one th- uh, thank you. Um, I want to thank This America for... Honestly, what I think is one of the greatest um, privileges, which is to serve this country. And I think, um, and I look at Bill, I mean, your experience in Vietnam, and, and I could not imagine coming home and not having to support or having to deal with some of the political pressures that you have to deal with. Coming home and being welcomed in this country and having the support that um, behind the veterans it's, it makes it makes it makes a world of difference. So, if you know a veteran, if you know a family member or a friend that's serving, just thank them for their service and understand that you know they're going through a lot sometimes, and it it, it means a lot to to be appreciated. So, right. thank you for everything. Yeah, Thank coming you. home and told not to wear your uniform. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, again, we appreciate it, and uh, I know work calls, uh, and what we're going to do, uh, we'll let you go right now, and uh, we're going to take a short break. All right? And uh, we're just going to, I want to remind everyone about the American Heroes Network. It's not just a radio program. In order for you to stay updated on what's going on with the network, on your phone, text the word HERO to 80464. That way you'll receive the latest updates. If you did miss a show, any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7. Just go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. I'm Gary Ray, along with Linda Bill and our guest, Perfecto Sanchez. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. 
You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. Uh, our guest, uh, Perfecto Sanchez, had, uh, had to go to work. And his job was calling. And um, I just want to say I thought, I thought that was a very interesting um, uh, interview with, uh, with uh, Perfecto. What do you guys think? Great. I think great. it was a wonderful expression of how you really can, um, with one person making a change in your life, take a direction that you never anticipated, and it turns out to be your life's work and something you're very, very proud of. I also give kudos to Kraft and the Dannon brand in particular for recognizing the value of a veteran in the workplace because he is an example of someone who comes back and I won't say with ease because none of this is ever easy after combat but does come back and successfully reintegrates into a position where he can then mentor and be a peer supporter of other veterans returning to the workplace. That's true. That's true. And, and it is important uh, when you do come back, uh, you know, to have the families, families and, and friends and uh, their support. Uh, and especially the, your buddies, you know, your, your uh, buddies that you were over there with. Um, you know, veteran support, that's what it's all about. Well, Gary, you, you're absolutely correct about that. And I, I, as I listen to uh, Perfecto, in uh, that uh, segment, it was like a renaissance in his life of, uh, you know, it's something new. Uh, I don't know if it's being born again, but after the experiences that you've had uh, in combat and to come back, and now you've got to uh, 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 rejoin the community and, uh, and with your home and also work to help and assist those individuals in a lot of cases on a one-to-one basis that... Uh, and that's really where it counts when that when when you have someone like that who's willing to give of themselves and their time to help those who uh, maybe are having struggles as they return back. Right, exactly. I'd like to inform everybody we have some uh, pretty nice guests coming up in the very very near future. We're ha- we're having uh, Danielle Greenbird. Uh, she's coming on uh, on the twenty seventh. Uh, right after that, I'm not sure the date just yet, but we're having also Wendy Buckingham um, coming on, uh, and she's a she's a pretty powerful young lady. Okay, so. Um, just want to let everybody know that uh, we, we haven't given up. Uh, there's a lot of people that we're going to be interviewing in, in the very near future. Um, and, uh, again, if you have any suggestions, uh, just give us a, give us a call. Or uh, you can actually email us at, again, the American Heroes Network uh, at gmail.com. And um, so, Linda, do you, know, do you know Wendy at all? I don't know that name. What is... 
she's associated the, she, with? She's the uh, main uh, counsel, uh, legal counsel for Homeland Security in Washington, D.C., and she handles a lot of the female vet issues. Um, she's the one that's going to be laying a wreath at, uh, on Memorial Day at Arlington. Wonderful. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, Danielle Green, Green uh, Dan- Danielle Danielle Greenberg. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, she's uh, the first female uh, veteran uh, that was uh, uh, received the uh, military order of the Purple Heart. Um, first wounded veteran, female veteran, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, she's got a story to tell. I mean, um, I didn't realize she's a she was a basketball player too uh, mm-hmm. for Notre Dame. Uh, she's pretty she's cool. got a very interesting background. Yes, she does. She does. And of course, uh, they her, all do. <laughs> and I'm just so proud of them all. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Bill and, or uh, Linda, do you have any closing remarks about the show? Well, Gary, I thought this was a great show today and to uh, listen to uh, Perfecto's um, experience uh, uh, starting at the uh, military academy at West Point and the training thereafter, uh, you know, serving uh, in, uh, in Iraq and uh, uh coming back and and now being productive uh, a productive citizen working in the corporate world and um and some of the aspirations that he have in mind to continue on to help uh, uh those men and women who have uh, served our great country all right linda i absolutely agree i think what he showed is the power of communication you can reach people one on one you can reach them in groups. And when you know where you fit and what you can lead and where you should follow, those are very powerful skills for everyone to know. And so I, I think that he really did share a lot of very interesting points in terms of both being in combat and trained, as Bill said, but also with his reintegration into the community and back to work. So good for him. I'm wishing him all the best. Yes, definitely. Again, today's show is brought to you by the First Class Merchant Services. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And remember, the American Heroes Network spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime anywhere and on any device i'm gary ray along with linda and bill signing off and thanks for listening to the american heroes network powered by voice america and the variety channel and have a terrific week say goodbye 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 thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of american heroes network Please join Gary Ray and his co-host Linda Crater again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue.